I am your host, Raquel Ark, an American podcasting from Germany, and this is Listen In. Join this series of conversations with inspiring scientists, leaders, and authors about listening as a surprising superpower that is not always as easy as it seems. Believe me, I know, and I've been learning and will continue to learn, and I hope that this podcast will help you find practical ways to help others listen better while you become better at leading people catalyzing collaboration, transforming conflict, building trust and engagement. And I'll tell you, when really good listening happens, then the entire group, including you, can feel energized and inspired. So sit back and enjoy listening beyond what we typically think of. Have you noticed how you've had to work hard to hone your communication skills? And yet still, Something's missing. Abela Shukujama, an experienced chief executive with 22 years of experience in banking, consulting, and human development, shares her story when she realized that listening intelligence was that missing piece. And then she made a decision to impact relationships and society one listening ear at a time. She founded the Listening School, the very first in Africa. This disruptive startup is on a mission to revolutionize human connection, promote real-time problem-solving, increase individual productivity, and ultimately improve business processes by building a culture of listening that will help develop more productive and effective workforces and ultimately impact the bottom line. Enjoy listening in. Abella, welcome to the Listen In podcast. It's a pleasure to have you with me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So we have, this is our first time speaking, and we have a lot to talk about because I've read a lot about what you're doing, and it sounds like you're doing some really amazing work. Before we get into your work, I'll start off with a question that I ask all the guests. When did you start to notice the power of listening, whether it worked or it didn't work. Thank you so much. It was in my previous role as the CEO of a consulting company, and I realized that there was a missing link. I thought communication can't be all complete. I mean, we offered speaking, we offered writing and all of that. Then it occurred to me that we didn't offer listening. And I'm like, oh, wow. Then I went deeper into research, and I realized that listening is the incontrovertible half of communication. And it just hit me. Hmm. And you so I have a feeling you remember that moment. What was it in that moment that really hit you? What was it? Oh my goodness. I just realized that I wasn't even, I was a defective listener, like, because we weren't thought how to listen. You know, we, we were taught how to speak from kindergarten. And I thought, how come we were not taught how to listen? And if it's the other half of communication, where we taught how to listen and means that we assumed listening from culture or from an environment. And I began to just, you know, think about my life, work life as a parent, as a leader. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I haven't even been listening. I have just been hearing. And, you know, hearing isn't listening. Yeah. 
How long ago was that? This was like last year. (laughs) (laughs) Things move fast. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you've done a lot of work in communication and you've had some, you know, also had really, how should I say, powerful roles working with people and supporting people growth and communication. And so this listening piece just kind of (laughs) hit you over the head, right? (laughs) At that moment. Yeah. Well, I'm like, yes, this is not complete. You know, and it's like a light bulb and a whole moment like, oh my goodness, you know, and... um, Uh, So a year, you know, moving, like we're a year later, what do you know now about listening that maybe you didn't realize even in that moment? Listening isn't hearing. I used to think that, you know, when you say I'm hearing you, you're not listening and that you can't multitask because multitasking is like, it's antithetical to listening. Yeah, there's a difference, isn't there? And how has that impacted you this past year now that you've becoming aware of the listening piece? Oh, for my um, relationship, especially my, you know, my spouse and my children, I've got three beautiful boys, um, wonderful, just paying attention and putting that phone down just to listen. Because before now, I was, like I said, it was really bad because a, a CEO, chief executive officer in a company, fast moving company, obviously having a lot of things to juggle with. But I realized that gift of my time and attention it's paying off in my relationships with people, my interactions with my, my children, and just, you know, society. So what is, we'll get into your work in, in just a second, but if you were to want to share a message to other, other CEOs or people who would like to be in this more leadership position, people leadership position, also maybe people who are growing in their leadership journey, what would be an important message that you would like to share with them of what you've learned so far? Okay, just listen. There's something deep inside each of us that yearns for attention. I mean, we listen because it's powerful when we listen. It makes people feel valued, respected, and gives a sense of dignity and a sense of self-worth. And in this day and age, enormous activities seeking our attention, we have to make out time to listen. You know, I have watched many times the transformation that takes place when someone finally has the opportunity to be listened to. Practice makes improvement, you know. I know that Richard Moss, his quote says that the greatest gift you can give to another is the purity of your attention. Yeah, and that can have, has a surprisingly powerful impact, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so you had this awareness and then... And then you're like, oh, this is the missing, this is a missing piece and this is what we need. So how did this impact your establishment of the listening school? And maybe you can tell us a little bit about that journey. Okay. The listening school, you know, we believe that people do not pay attention when conversing with other people and the lack of attention, you know, causes conflicts, causes emotional discomfort and misunderstandings. So at the listening school, we facilitate listening intelligence as part of a leadership strategy. We help people to enhance relationships, promote that real-time problem solving and productivity. Right. So how do you, so is this part of learning how to listen and practicing listening through the process? Yes, it's learning that listening is about, for us at the listening school, we are emphasizing on about the habits of listening, that listening is about, you know, 
forming the right habits and that there is a way that people listen because no two brains are wired the same. So we can't hear the same thing the same way, right? And you know, you've obviously um, wondered sometimes when you go in a meeting and you have a task for the week and people leave that meeting not aligned. It's not because they didn't hear you. It's just because they heard you differently. And they all listen from different lenses. This is a great example because I get this question a lot. And, you know, when I'm working with people in communication workshops and listening, you know, how do we know that people understood or how do we know that we're aligned to what helps to check in with this alignment or this understanding, knowing that people will listen in different ways and maybe understand in different ways? I think it's just being aware, first of all, that we have different listening lenses. It's just intelligence and knowing that people listen differently and that will help you to be more patient and be more accommodating for them because listening with their different lenses and means that if it's a some people are very chatty and requires that you're patient because that's the way they hear things and they'll speak the way they listen so just being aware of that makes all the difference because you're not interrupting because that's the way they listen and that's the way they speak and you are not in a hurry to, or you're not prejudging them or having those biases because we have those unconscious biases whilst, you know, that's a distraction or a barrier to listening. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been thinking a lot more about the unconscious bias and how it influences what we listen to or how we take in something or how we interpret something and respond and how to become aware of these. And I'd be curious what, what if you have some ideas on how people can work with, because they're there, how do we work with them and become aware of them? And, you know, one of the things that sometimes we talk about is, you know, before you go into a conversation, write down all your assumptions about the person, about the situation, about whatever you have, about what you think the outcome should be, just to put it on paper and then put it away, you know, just to get it out of our heads, out of our subconscious, and then to check in afterwards. What ideas do you have to help people become aware of the biases to work with them? Okay, because listening is uh, it's a gift, you know, and you can't really say you've communicated without listening. And so when you're coming to a listen engagement, I feel the listener or the leader has to have a curious mindset because if you're curious, you want to hear what or listen to what I have to say. That means you're dropping all biases First of all, in the workplace, you know, if you're not curious, you come with those biases and thinking, oh, what do I have to offer a better today since I'm not in her le- on her level? But being aware that it's there and being open to learn and having that curious mind that no matter what it is, if I go into a meeting, there's something everyone has to share with me because oh, that's where you have the growth mindset because we learn and we grow daily. Yes. What do you say to leaders who say, well, I don't have time. I have too much going on. <laughs> I get asked, like, quite, I mean, yes, I was in the workshop last week and they said, oh, we don't haven't got time. We haven't got time. And I'm like, as a leader, leaders are listeners. You've got to make up time because in a work day, 80% of your time is devoted to listening as a leader. So think about it. If 80% of your workday is devoted to listening, then you have to really make out time to listen. You know, I was just thinking about your aha moment. You're like, well, we never learned this in school. <laughs> we never, we never learned how to do this. So like, how do I learn how to do this? So 
you know, it doesn't just happen and it takes practice. How do you help become some of these leaders to learn and practice? Self-awareness is mastery. Knowing how you listen first, because there's a way we all listen. We have different listening preferences, all of us. So understanding how we listen and knowing that we assumed listening from our culture or an environment and all those poor listening habits has a cost to it and being aware and now wanting to do better. Like I said, practice makes improvement, not perfect. So you practice those listening muscles so that, yes, you get one day at a time. So if it's the day that you put out your phone when someone is speaking to you, that's a win. If it's the day that you're holding yourself from interrupting someone, that's a win. If it's the day that when you check out, you check back into the conversation because you are, we have built to check out. Physiologically, our brains will check out because of the um, brain processing power. However, when you check out, check in. And those are those little, it's actually those little, they're not, these little steps that are actually really big. And, you know, sometimes we think just because it's just checking and checking out, can that really make a difference? Yes, it can make a difference. <laughs> it does. It can make a huge difference. If I'm going to speak or listen to someone, my brain will check out because of the way it's been wired, right? And that when it checks out, for me now, it's intentional to check back into that conversation. And you can use like asking powerful, open-ended questions to just get back into that conversation to so that the person that is speaking will know that, oh, I have her ears. Because it's, I know it's uncomfortable when I, it's happened to me a lot, lot, lot of times where, you know, if you go into a cocktail and someone is speaking to you and their eyes roam around the room and you're there speaking, it feels uncomfortable, like you don't matter. Or when they check out, it's obvious because they keep nodding and they keep doing that head movements and eye contact, but they're far away. We can tell. <laughs> yeah, nice. So the, the listening school, as founder of the listening school, this is the very first listening school in Africa. <laughs> and <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm just curious when it comes to listening patterns. I know there's probably research out there on different cultures and how they listen. I, people ask me this sometimes. And yet, you know, in my work, I work with very multicultural, diverse teams. And I find that listening is also, this really good listening is actually very human, no matter what culture or what age or whatever you are. But, but I still, you know, you talked about that people listen in different ways. You know, what are you learning about listening also in Africa and how to become aware, you know, in, with the different cultures and the different languages and, and what is already there and what wants to, what's wanting to develop and what you're doing? Okay, you know, I ask myself this question, is uh, listening habit tainted by culture? And I know, keep in mind that there are many different cultures and we cannot assume that the people around us were raised the same way we were. So if we could spend a lot of time scratching the surface to, of how communication might be very based on cultural influences and still not do the topic some justice. So culture is complex and it influences people in lots of different ways. However, Generally speaking, our culture influences the way that we think, behave, and express our feelings, which can create barriers to communication. So what are you learning? I asked this question myself, and I think, you know, is, I wonder if how we grew up in our families actually has more impact than, than the culture itself, because even within different countries, you know, people, 
I grew up between a couple of different cultures, just so you know about that. So I'm a little confused and I'm now living in a third culture. So I don't know if that's helpful or not, but, but I sometimes think I'm very oh. confused <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> but I do see how sometimes language influences, like in Germany, people are much more detail oriented. So they'll listen for more details. I do notice things like that. Or, you know, in the Spanish language, it's much more emotional. So there's a lot more emotions to listen to. <laughs> it's much more feeling or about movement and dance, you know, <laughs> there's a lot more, you know what I mean? And at the same time, we're all people and we all, like you said at the very beginning, having people give us attention and to really see us, the human side of us is, I think it's across the board. So back to the listing school. So what is your vision here? What is it that you, what's your dream? What's your big dream? For us, you know, I'm about, of course, I'm committed to impacting relationships in society, one listen ear at a time. So it's about impact, to be honest. And we've set ourselves on a mission that by 1st of January 2030, the listening school will have impacted 4,000 people that by exposing them through listening intelligence and strategies. And we also believe that everyone deserves to be listened to in order to create positive relationships. Beautiful. That's a great, that's in seven years. It's a beautiful. <laughs> when you're bringing this now to the people one on one, you know, one person at a time, how are they responding and what questions are they asking? Oh my goodness. It's like when I interact with people, there's like a light bulb, like that's it. Because it's, no one has taught them how to listen and everybody thought hearing is listening. So a bit of education and an awareness saying hearing isn't listening. That is even a big topic. Like you think you're hearing, but you're not hearing. You're not even listening. And because we've grown with those habits, poor listening habits over the years, it's what we've assumed. And we carry it to the workplace or at home or in our interactions. So having people ask, how do I not interrupt? I mean, I was in the workshop last week and I, and I heard someone ask, this is a leadership workshop for leaders who said, how can I stop pseudo or fake listening when, you know, I'm bored, you know, because this guy is working in a fast-paced environment, so they don't have the patience. Or how can I listen when I have deadlines to meet? Or how can I listen without interrupting? Or how do I listen to a spouse that wants to discuss every detail of her or his workday whilst I'm at work? These are great questions. So, and I'm like, you just have to make out time to listen. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I mean, this is life, right? <laughs> yes, life. yes. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I was just thinking about the one person, you know, when I get bored, this question about how do I listen when I get bored? On one hand, I know that our brains can only take in so much at once. So sometimes that we need, our brains need pauses in between to be able to listen well, because it's intense to listen and it's a muscle that builds. But I remember I had an engineer in one of the workshops I did, and this opened my eyes. He said, oh, I thought that if listening, if I weren't listening to content, that listening was a waste of my time. But now I'm realizing it's so much more. And I'm going to go home and listen to my wife. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I, so like this boredom thing, I think that's a great question. What happens when we're bored? But what if it's because we have only one way of listening and we assume that that's the only way there is? And so, yes, I already know all the content. I don't need to know more, but maybe there's something else there to pay attention to. Maybe there's a new idea. Maybe there's a connection. Maybe there's a relationship to be built, you know, so that maybe there's ways to interest our brains again, some new way of listening that helps the people who might be 
bored. I could imagine playing with new ways of listening helps the people who might get bored. Yes, just having that curiosity to say, okay, where, which, which, other, which other way, what else, you know, <laughs> will help stimulate the brain to say, okay, active mode, listen. <laughs> yeah, so can you share maybe an example of, of a big learning that either you have had or you've heard from people in your training, a big learning or an example of how not interrupting or being curious has really had an impact? I remember that same um, workshop after interacting with our curriculum the feedback we got was that someone went back home and the wife was speaking to him and he had to pay attention and the wife was a bit confused because ordinarily he wouldn't be doing that he'd be multitasking and you know nodding that's on one feedback another feedback I had was that a couple were going to work a husband and wife the husband was driving and I think he speed drives because he has to get to work, you know, rush hour traffic. And the wife always says, don't speed drive. Look at the bumps. Look at this. Look at that. So after the interaction with what listening is and how you need to listen, he said to he his feedback was, I listened to her. I could understand from where she was coming from that if I do that speed driving, I could bump into a pothole that could damage the car and get to get it fixed. So she he really listened to her and the right to, to work was beautiful. Just being aware. <laughs> so basically the listening brought him back into the present moment where he wasn't already at work and just, you know, he was in the car, but he's, his head's already there. That's why he's driving so fast. And he could be in that moment with her and enjoy the moment. So that's, sounds like that's what happened. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. I'm an, I used to be so bad. I mean, I have a personal story, but it's not about interrupting or about being aware. It's just... It, it happened, I think it was last year. I can't remember. Then, you know, I was in a meeting with, in fact, it was like never racking experience. And, you know, I'm going to share it here. So I was, I was listening to a colleague and tell us about what happened over the weekend, uh, like on a Monday morning, when he kind of stopped abruptly mid-sentence and said, you know, Bella, I hate it when you do that. And I'm like, so I was now like thrown off course. I'm like, what do you hate? What exactly did I do? And he said, you do it all the time. And I'm like, I can tell you've checked out of this conversation and you're now planning your next statement. Oh, gosh. And I was stunned and I was perplexed and I wasn't even, I insisted. I said to him, I wasn't. And he said, you were in fact. He snapped back because he was now irritated. And he said to me, you have a glazed over appearance in your eyes. And like, this happens all the time. Still perplexed, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I had to ask people around me, like, is that true? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. He's correct. It's something you do all the time. So thinking quickly, I said, the only thing I could think of if I do it all the time was, why is it the first time I'm hearing of it? So this new discovery, really, you know, the truth is like, my core. I had to not thinking about how to start to listen and, you know, build relationships with my colleagues and friends and not just get checked out when I don't think it makes sense to me or have that look mm, that is a beautiful it's story essential, yeah mm. it's essential to building trust and if one member of my team doesn't listen into instructions with the entire whole project so imagine me finding that discovery and I'm thinking oh my gosh you know and it really had an impact mm. on me yeah first of all that's a wonderful story and you know these show you know becoming aware of a blind spot and that someone felt like they could share that with you so that that could open your eyes and then, and the fact that you went out and really double checked to see, you know, is this the case? 
And then I'm sure that this has impacted you in a big way. Wow. Yeah, you wonder why is this, why is it that we hear these things for the first time? You know, often we don't share these things with people when we notice it, do we? Yeah. And then to ask for some to 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 ask for that kind of feedback, you know. Yeah, that's great. Kudos. <laughs> it was like a that moment of truth for me to like to look inward. So Bella, is there anything that I haven't asked and that you would like to share with our audience? I think just I have some tips that they can start to practice just being aware and being conscious of listening. Just, you know, some couple of tips that people can start to try out because it's important that people really pay attention and people really be intentional. So even if you're not a listening guru and you're just interacting with this um, podcast, I feel that first of all, just be present and pay attention. That's that's one. That's tip one. Number tip. First tip. And the second tip is do not multitask while you're listening. That's what we've grown to know that listening is like. You know, we can listen and multitask. Please, you can't multitask when you're listening. And the third thing is listen to understand and not to respond or retort because most of us listen to to respond than understand. So please listen to understand and not to respond. The fourth tip is don't interrupt the speaker whilst they're still speaking and the last tip is asking open-ended questions you know listening is a gift to the speaker i mean together we can impact our relationships and society while listening ear at a time thank yeah you. thank you and if i may add another a, a sixth tip or <laughs> ask for feedback from people around you what they notice and I'm going to ask, I'm going to do that too and find out when do my eyes glaze over or when is it that they don't feel listened to or when I, whether it's checking out or something else, I'm going to, I kind of, we talk about it, it, it comes up, but to be very intentional about asking that to some of the people around me, I will do that too. <laughs> so thank you for the inspiration, Abella. <laughs> so how can people get in touch with you or get in contact with the listening school? Okay. We have a website www.thelisteningschool.com. We're on LinkedIn and it's the Listening School. We're on Instagram at the Listening School and we're on Facebook at the Listening School. Wonderful. So for anybody who's interested in learning more about what the Listening School has to do and or support this impact of listening one ear at a time, right? <laughs> so yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Abella. It was really a pleasure. Thank you, Rachel. It's my, I mean, it's a privilege to be here, honest to you know, speak to you and to have all this conversation around listening because it's something that everybody needs to hear or listen. Everybody needs to know how to listen and just listen. Up. Wonderful. I am your host, Raquel Ark, an American podcasting from Germany, and this is Listen In. Join this series of conversations with inspiring scientists, leaders, and authors about listening as a surprising superpower that is not always as easy as it seems. Believe me, I know, and I've been learning and will continue to learn, and I hope that this podcast will help you find practical ways to help others listen better while you become better at leading people, catalyzing collaboration, transforming conflict, building trust and engagement, 
And I'll tell you, when really good listening happens, then the entire group, including you, can feel energized and inspired. So sit back and enjoy listening beyond what we typically think of. 